Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking the Cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And we're here talking a little quietly because we're in a side room in the United Center, trying not to make too much noise. Yeah, this edition of the show, I'm going to talk normal because, <laughs> I mean, there's there's forklifts going by with That's hockey equipment, point. so I mean, I, I don't think we'll disturb people too, too much. Um, but this edition of the show is brought to you by Skyline T- Chili. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. As Kyle said, we were trying to be a little bit quiet because we were in the back rooms of the United Center after Kentucky's 80-72 to win over North Carolina. Kyle, how surprised are you by this result? Pretty surprised. I mean, I... I we both picked them to lose, right? Hey, I will say this. I got Kentucky's score right on the nose. Did I you? said they would score 80 points, but 88 lose. 88 to 80? That was an eight-point game. So. I, uh, hey. Very close. I mean, I think most people felt that way. And at most of it was like, it wouldn't have been like hard to believe they could win, but yeah. it just I need to see that happen before I'm going to believe they're going to go beat a top team away from home. Um, this is a big win, man. I, I like. As we said, if they had gotten, if they'd lost this game and then turn around and lose at Louisville, which is still a possibility, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a tough road game, and much easier it was much easier to envision a week ago. Then you get to January with no quality wins at all. I mean, UNC Greensboro is your best win, like not even a top seventy-five win. Um, and now, you know, I don't. You know, now I don't think they're gonna miss the NCAA tournament. Yes, I think we would have started talking about that, but this is gonna hold up. This is gonna be a win that is, you know, selection Sunday solid. Um, I, you know, it's a team that's played, you know, UNC's got a couple of losses of, of you know, uh, that have shown their flaws, but they also have some really good wins. I mean, yeah. Carolina's a good team. Um, and the thing about this game was everybody played well, pretty much. I mean, you know, to different degrees. Tyler Hero missed a bunch of shots, but he hit some big ones. Yeah. Hit three threes um, and made some plays. Um, but, you know, well, I tell you what. Let's just yeah. let's just dive into the player that I think everybody's talking about right now, and rightfully so. Uh, Ashton Higgins, yes, uh, was just unbelievable defensively. And I mean, there was a couple of instances where Kobe White just dribbled the ball out of bounds, yeah. and it's almost like that. That was like a mental lapse because Higgins was so far into his head. Yeah. And I, I made a joke on Twitter that uh, Higgins checked out of the game, but was still bothering White because that's one there. He just turned around, yeah. and you could tell he was fearful of someone being behind him, and it goes out of bounds, and it's a turnover, and it's Kentucky's ball. Yeah, and, and you know, to that point, the opposing coach, Roy Williams, says, you know, this is, it's amazing. I look down at the stat sheet, and Ashton Higgins is two for six shooting with seven points, and I thought he dominated the game. Yeah. And he was like, you know, not comparative, but comparable, but, you know, Anthony Davis couldn't make yeah. a shot in the national championship game and dominated the game by all the other stuff he did. Uh, Higgins ends up, now this is right now, by the time people listen to this it may have changed because i think they're trying to look at it officially ashton Hagens had uh seven points to go with seven steals and three blocks uh so 10 in the block steal category is a massive number and beyond that he, he locked down um kobe white who's mm-hmm. you know their what did the stat star you, point guard the stat you he had say two points white only had two points with Hagens on the floor that is unbelievable every time it, he checked out they they tried to attack quickly because yeah. quickly quickly and harrow were on him when Hagens was not, and they were successfully attacked those guys a couple times. Uh, I think, I think uh, two, uh, 
uh, two driving layups on quickly and one on hero. So yeah. that's six of his eight points. I think he ended up with eight points. And that's that is this is no small task because I think most fans listening to this know Kobe White's UNC second leading scorer. Yes, he ended, so, yeah, he's averaging over fifteen a game. He ended up eight points, three of eleven shooting. Um, you know, and and to to go back to the Ashton Higgins thing, uh, there is some thought that at least one of his blocks was actually a steal, and that some of the stats were kind of off. We we they've already corrected some. Um, there may be some more corrections if he gets credited with another steal. That's eight. That would tie uh, the school record for single single game steals. And if a couple of them, which I think is actually possible, get turned into steals, nine would be the standalone school record. Either what, way, a ridiculous performance. What was the you had? Rajon Rondo and uh, forget the other one. I tweeted. Was it I Hawkins? It. No, it's. Uh, well, we can look it up uh, as we go here. But um, yeah, I, I think the other the other aspect of of Hagen's game is the fact that he he's becoming such a great attacker. Yes, and um, and that. And, and can't score yet. That, well, that's what you know, I was like, going to get at because you know that's the next the next step for him. But it, he was when he was attacking in transition, it opened everything up for Kentucky, and I thought that's why their offense was so good tonight. Um, but late in the game, to your kind of point that he's not scoring, he had like a very yeah. I mean, it's tough for point me to say range. easy. It was, right, no, it was, it was a right runner. He, yeah, he and drove he missed right it. in, and it was three feet from the basket. And he missed. He ended up two for six. Um, when he gets confident. The other thing is, like, why isn't he trying to drive and dunk on people? Because he yeah. can do that in high school. I think he hasn't realized he can do He's a great athlete. Um, he's just not confidently attacking when he tries to drive in. But every time he does, he, he can get there anytime he wants. I mean, he drove by his man all night long mm-hmm. and, and early early on and was kicking it out. It's crazy, too, that he only has three assists. I'm not sure yeah. that stat's right either. Um, but also, he would have a bunch more. that He kicked out early in the first half. He probably had at least a half dozen terrific driving yeah. kick passes where he got guys wide open shots and they missed yeah so i mean he's he's a couple finishes on his own and a couple finishes by other guys away from having a huge stat line i mean as it was it was 7.7 steals uh three assists three rebounds two three blocks i mean he had a, a stat stuffer um but i believe and i've said this that ashton Hagens is the key to unlocking this team yeah like as he puts it together and he's going to it's clear it's he's getting better all the time he can absolutely change the energy of the game on defense, but they've got to have somebody run the offense. Like, yeah. he can't be a non-factor on that end. And he is learning, like, and he talked about a couple of days ago, They've and Cal has talked about simplifying roles, and his role is really simple now. It is drive and score or drive and kick, and it's that simple. Don't, you know, don't shoot jumpers. Don't yeah. don't dance around out there. Don't dribble around. Just attack. And, and uh, oh, one thing I wanted to mention was, I tweeted this out right before the game. I was taking video of the team stretching and warming mm-hmm. up in the hallway, kind of doing their little sprints and stuff they do on road games. And Ashton Hagens was walking up and down saying, the aggressor wins, the aggressor wins. And I thought that turned out to be really poignant because like, he was in from moment one. He had a steal and layup on the first play, mm-hmm. the first series of the game. Yeah, I couldn't even get out my the ball is tipped yeah. tweet because yeah. he was so quick. Um so that was huge, but th- there were many big things. Reed Travis continues to be well. Hold on, I do want to. I don't want to. I don't want to leave Ashton yet because I want to. <laughs> Roy Williams. It was kind of funny when he just when he talked about him. Um, his and you might have stepped out because you went and talked to to Kobe White, and I want to share what he said too, Kobe White. But um, Roy said that they didn't have awareness of where Higgins was on the court because he had. What do you think? Two or three of his steals where he just jumped in passing Coming out of yeah, yeah, and yeah. like and like where. 
in theory, the offensive player should know I can't pass it there, but Higgins is so quick. It's like a like a, a elite defensive back baiting yeah. a quarterback into making a throw and then yeah. just jumping in front of it. Yeah, it was it was it was just crazy to see because it's it looked like a simple pass, and all of a sudden, how did how did Ashton Higgins get the ball? It was, it was just kind of um, impressive to see, and it just shows what kind of defender he is. And I looked up your tweet. The other player that had eight steals was Wayne Turner. Right, yeah, so Rondo, that's Wayne a, Turner and, and now probably Ashton Higgins. That's a that's a heck of a uh, a trio to be a part of right there for Ashton yeah. Higgins in a in a short career. I tell you what, I want to get to back to what Colby White had to say since Kyle talked to him. Um, a couple of his comments, and then I think you're going to write about Ashton. Am I right for the athletic? yeah at least a good portion of yeah what yeah is but be about him. But yeah, Colby, I went to the, well. I was we're going to get to it in a second. Yeah, because I do want to tell you guys real quick about Skyline Chili. The holiday season is here, and that means getting together with family and friends at Skyline Chili. There's something about Skyline Chili just that just makes you feel good. The secret recipe chili on a pair of cheese conies or a three-way with freshly grated Skyline cheese is the perfect combination of flavors. Flavors, but it's more than just incredible food. It's a community gathering place. That's what makes Skyline so special. Good food, good service, good people. They're great. They greet you at the door and set you up with a bowl of oyster crackers when they take your order. I'm getting hungry just talking about it. It's feeling like a good day to take a trip to the Lexington Skyline over on Richmond Road across from the Krispy Kreme. Maybe I'll see you there. And also check out their other locations if you're up in northern Kentucky. Feeling good. It's Skyline time. Okay, so uh, Colby White. Uh <laughs> I felt, like I tweeted, I kind of felt bad for him at the time yeah. because he was just, he just was didn't have it. Yeah, well, I mean, Higgins will do that to a yeah. person. And uh, I went and talked to him, and they uh, Carolina had an open locker room, which is very nice, and I advocate for that for mm-hmm. Kentucky. But uh, you know, I was the only person in there talking to him, and he, I, I said, you know, did something, did anything surprise you about Higgins or whatever? And he said, no, they they had played a bunch on the uh, at like elite camps and stuff, and played against each other. Um, and he knew that he was really good. And he said, um, I said, is that the best you've ever seen him play today? And he laughed and said, no, I, I've seen him play way better. And, you know, that's kind of scary, too. This is definitely the best he's played mm-hmm. in Kentucky. Um, and he said, you know, he's a guy who knows how to lead a team. And, uh, again, I would just reiterate, I think he is, if they are to go from the mess we saw at Duke to a Final Four contender, um, it's because Ashton Hagen yeah. figures it out, and I think he has the potential to do that because he is, without a doubt, an elite athlete, like a, f- a freaky, quick, explosive, you know, reaction time. You're yeah. talking about picking off those passes, jumping into passing lanes. Um, it's readily evident. It's just he's got, you know, he's had to get comfortable, and I think he's getting more and more comfortable. And if he starts, you know, finishing some of those drives by dunking on people. Oof. One that helps him, but two, I think that'll send this team through the roof. Like, yeah, because those kind of plays are the kind of plays that sort of change the energy of the game. He's already making them on the defensive end. If he starts making them on the offensive end, you know, who knows? I think I think they they still have a, a very high ceiling because of how far we've already seen Ashton Higgins mm-hmm. come, and like guys like EJ Montgomery, who I think can still make a huge leap, and. You know, P.J. Washington, we'll talk about him in another segment, but he put together an unbelievable game playing hurt today. Yeah. Um, Reed Travis, we'll talk about him too in another segment, but, like, continues to just be the most reliable dude that they've had at Kentucky in a long time. Best, no, but most reliable. Mm -hmm. I mean, he might be the most reliable player Cal's ever had. Yeah. Every night, he's going to put together like a good, to close great to stat close, line close to double similar, double. Yeah. yeah, basically every night, and uh, we'll we'll move off the guards and get to those big men, Reed Travis and PJ Washington. <laughs> but last one, how impressive is uh, Colby White's hair up close? 
it's impressive. He's got he's got like it looks like it's like a wig. Like uh, <laughs> what's the what's the um, Simpsons character that has all the uh, crazy hair? Sideshow Bob. Yeah. It's awesome. I like his hair a lot. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, let's let's talk about Reed Travis and P.J. Washington, because honestly, I don't think you can talk about one without the other tonight. Well, yeah, and they, like uh, Roy Williams called it like a buddy system. Called it they, a buddy. Were, they were looking for each other. And, I mean, it was pretty impressive. Um, P.J. Washington finished two assists shy of a triple-double. That's crazy. Two assists. As, and at times he's been a bad passer yes. out of the post. But he was, like, drawing the attention of the defense and just making great passes mostly to read Travis finding you know there were several times where PJ would catch it in the lane and and Reed would run the baseline and he'd you know catch it and 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 Reed Travis has been really good at finishing through contact in on contested plays around the rim and getting and ones. I mean, he did it, that repeatedly. It, today. In the first half, that's where Kentucky got separation. I feel like is when yes. he had a couple of and ones in yeah. a, a pretty short span. And, and he had a couple really athletic plays. He also missed a two hand dunk that could have cost him. But uh, he ends up Reed ends up with twenty points, six rebounds, and a couple blocks. Uh, PJ had eleven points, ten boards, eight assists, and two blocks. Uh, and I, and I have been told was told today that he. In other circumstances, he might not have played, or not might not have played very much at all. He, bru- he got a bruised hip at some point, hmm. I think, in practice, and is playing in a lot of pain. Wow! And played 31 minutes, and and like I said, two two assists shy of a triple double. That was a big development for yeah. him. Also big if he's really in a lot of pain for him to like push through it because it's an effort thing yes, with him. Yes, exactly. And Cal said he took him out early in the game and said you're not playing hard enough, and it must have been a short period of time because I thought I noticed him pretty continuously mm-hmm. um, throughout the game. So that was big. Um, we haven't even mentioned Kelvin well, Johnson yet. Yeah, well, no, uh, the big guys I did want to take when you mentioned injury, and I guess speaking of guys, you almost forgot this, Hagen early in the game was taken off and had his ankle retaped, and I you couldn't. cramped up. It was, on, uh, it was really early, too, and it, it was on a play where he almost got a steal and tweaked his ankle and then – limped back into the play and got the steal and then made an attacking drive and dished it to Reed Travis for an and one, which mm-hmm. is one reason I don't think he has enough assists because he was not credited with an assist yeah. on the play. Um, and kept playing for, like, several more minutes before yeah. they got him out of there. And I thought he had cramped up and was just, like, trying to run it off, but it, he had an ankle issue. But, again, yeah. obviously he played right on through that because he, he didn't miss much time. Uh, he ended up playing. 31 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it wasn't off the court a lot. A um, couple, one more thing about uh, Reed Travis and P.J. Washington. Uh, I thought it was really impressive how they shot. Um, they were both confident when they shot. They took open shots. And they, what did they both, did they both go one for three? What did they finish? I know at one point um, yeah, from deep. From, yeah, they both hit a three. That's that's exactly that's all they need to be. Yeah. If they can be that, then they can kind of space each other out a little bit as well. And if they're just enough of a threat where someone has I to. I mean, I think at this point they have to be respected as, you know, enough that you get out there on them because they've hit threes yeah. throughout the season. They haven't taken a bunch, but they, you know, if they have a game where they shoot three of them, they usually make one or, yeah, you know, and that's, or a I couple. Mean, and 33% from either of those big guys is. Perfect. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and overall, um, the the three point shooting was was really good, and the between Tyler Hero and Jamal Baker, and we'll probably get into Jamal Baker a little bit yeah. deeper in a bit. 
they missed eight threes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you combine Kentucky's two yeah, Baker, best shooters, Baker in no theory. longer perfect. He's zero for three. He goes two for two the other night. He's zero for three today. Played a. We were totally wrong. Played a surprising fifteen minutes yeah. today. I was yeah. really surprised by how much he played. But I would say, other than like once, maybe I didn't he, think he looked like a huge defensive liability. I mean, there so. was well, put it like this. I mean, comparatively to some other right. guys that right. were in whose right. minutes he was maybe taking, he wasn't that far of a drop off. I mean, well, he ever, can't go over three. I tell you that. That's not the way it no, the minutes for him. No, no. He's got to make shots. But um, other thing before we move on, we'll talk about, I guess, maybe Keldon in the last six. Yeah, I let's feel save. like we've really shortchanged him. But we'll, we'll save him for the last one. We'll make but, a grand finale with Keldon Johnson. But Ken, Kentucky won the rebounding battle 43-33 to 33 by 10 uh, and had twice as many offensive rebounds as North Carolina. They both came in ranked really high in the top five. I think, I think North Carolina was, was, was first overall. In, in Kentucky and that might, have been, that might have been one game earlier. Yeah. But, yeah, they were, they were right at the top in um, offensive rebounding percentage, I believe. Yeah, was so stat. that's pretty significant. Although, I would say, like, one glaring difference in uh, talent was in the post. Like, Kentucky had much better big guys yeah. than did North Carolina. Um, so, anyway, I, I mean – we're going to get to Kelton in this next piece and well, maybe talk a little well, bit about let's, well, uh, since we're, Tyler, but like the, the, the point, the larger point here is like a bunch of dudes played really well. For yeah. Kentucky. And this um, was not like one guy going off and carrying them. And since we're kind of talking about big guys, um, Nick Richards. Oh yeah. We should productive minutes. Him, yeah. Um, he played 10 minutes total, but I think he had seven in the first half and had five rebounds in those seven minutes. I had a and, huge block. In yeah. One he sequence. almost, he, yeah, that, well, the, the one sequence was almost him. Hitting a jumper, his only two, his only bucket of the game, then having a monster block, and then almost blocking Luke May Again. off of, off the offensive yeah, rebound, but they a called foul. a foul. Um, but yeah, it was it was I think important to see that in energy from him because that's what he's supposed to provide. Yeah, I mean if you know if you can get five rebounds and a block in ten minutes out of Nick Richards off the bench, he's your dream reserve big guy um, yeah you know I, that that was yeah I think definitely a positive. And it was interesting. Tyler Hero said. The way Ashton changes the game, the way he plays defense, I think Nick is capable of that. And like Keldon said, that's the Nick we see in practice. So yeah. I don't know about – I don't think he can change the game the way Ashton does, but mm-hmm. but he's their only real hope of having a like consistent shot-blocking threat probably yes. on this team. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. Um, all right, so coming up next, we will talk about Keldon Johnson, who just every day comes out to the gym – practices his shot and I think I I'm, someone told me that he just says this is to prove Kyle Tucker wrong <laughs> Kyle a motivational Tucker. poster on his <laughs> wall Kyle Tucker says I can't shoot and I'm gonna prove him but first I want to do tell you guys about Sling TV as uh, the forklift with some hockey jerseys goes by because the I think the Florida Panthers are playing the Chicago Black Blackhawks either t- I'm guessing tomorrow and if you want to see some NHL Sling TV is a great way to do it you can also see college football college basketball all kinds of sports if you're sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch just so you can see your team win, Sling TV is what you need. 30 bucks a month gets you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and a bunch more. That's right, Pac-12 Network. There's 12 teams in that conference, John Calipari. You said Pac-10 today. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. So if you're on the go this holiday season, you'll be able to take Sling TV with you. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. And right now, Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. So Kelton Johnson... 
Um, I mean, his shooting is is like honestly, we're gonna have to stop saying that Tyler Hero or Jamal Baker is the yeah. best shooter on the team because what Keldon Johnson's been able to put on, uh, been able to do the last couple games has just yeah. been really impressive. Well, my you know my infamous tweet about how he does a lot of things well, but shooting threes isn't one of them. He was four for fifteen at the time. Mm-hmm. He's fourteen of twenty four. That's unbelievable. Since then, in the last five games. It's four out of seven today. You know, I mean, he kind of buried North Carolina. You know, late in the there were uh, there was a I think very stressful stretch, and probably a lot of uh, Kentucky fans were saying, "Here we go again," where they went from up twelve in the first minute of the first of the second half to up four like four minutes later, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Carolina made a couple more runs and. Uh, each of those times, Keldon Johnson was one, a big part of kind of squashing that. Keldon or Reed and or Reed Travis. Um, so 21 points. Well, look at his minutes, Kyle. In 24 minutes, less than 23 and a half minutes. That's that's what was his yeah. efficient. We were talking super about efficient. efficient. It's, that's super because it was, that was what he did the last game, and, right? You know, yeah, and sometimes plus minus can be misleading, but in this game it was not. The uh, plus minus for uh, Keldon Johnson is nine, and for Reed Travis is 11. They're best. Wow. They're, you know, their best. Uh, plus minuses. Uh, Ashton Hagen says the second, the third best, plus six. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, though I, we've talked about a bunch of other dudes, but Reed Travis and and Keldon Johnson were certainly offensively the most reliable yeah. things that they had going. No, they had no answer for Reed Travis inside. He finished everything in there. Um, and then, I mean, Keldon Johnson, he seems to have found his sort of swagger, like the. I think almost like hitting that half-court shot against Seton Hall, even though they ended up losing that game, kind of unlocked him in a way. Yeah. He hits that and, you know, has this the mean mugging celebration. Then he hit the, you know, hits the big three in overtime that you thought was going to clinch the game for him and, then w- and was willing to take the sort of ill-conceived last shot uh, where they ended up losing the game. And then he comes out and goes nuts uh, in the home game the other night against Utah. What did he hit his first five threes? Yeah, and the, finished it was six a, of seven yeah, or seven of eight. In the in the one that he missed, rimmed out. Yeah, I mean, so I think he is just like you know, this was the third installment of Keldon Johnson kind of finding his mojo as the guy mm-hmm. and realizing he can be the guy who can take over for them offensively. So, um, twenty-one points. What do you have? Three assists, three. He also he had he had some really good defensive plays, three steals. Strangely, only two rebounds, but they'll take it the way he played off. Oh, yeah. And the other guys kind of did the work there. But um, I th- I think when we talk about, like, what's the ceiling and how far, you know, what does it look like if Kentucky becomes a contender? One is Ashton Hagen's continued development. Mm-hmm. Um, the other is, you know, can – can they can they find like the guy who can go nuclear, you know, and and carry him offensively? And I think that's Keldon. Yeah, and he's growing comfortable in that. Uh, can PJ keep his motor running consistently? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not even factoring Reed Travis into this because I think he's just going to be what he's yeah. going to be, what he was for the last two years at yep. Stanford. He's just continued that here. But the variables are, you know, those Ashton and 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 Keldon, and then can PJ keep the motor running hot? And he did that. You know, throughout yeah. today, um, and then the last piece of it is one of these other wild cards. You know, Tyler Hero has just not been shooting the ball great. He started yeah. one for eight today. Um, ended up, you know, make some shots down the stretch. He fin- finished um, making three three pointers. He scored fifteen points and had five assists. 
Yeah, I was um, gonna. I didn't get the chance to, but I, uh, and I'm, I'll probably say this for later. Um, but I was gonna ask Tyler if uh, this proves that he's the best passer on the team. Yeah. Because right. he and Calipari have gone back and forth yeah. about uh, jokingly that he's Calipari said he was the worst, the worst passer, pass. and yeah. I think that got upgraded slightly to one of the worst passes. Yeah. <laughs> and but, but he took 17 shots today, six for 17. He, he After, does. So one for eight though he finished. That means he finished five of nine. So that's not bad. that's what. Yeah. yeah, the five for nine part is probably what you would want. Um, from Tyler Hero, but you know, we we keep saying it, and I think it's finally going to click at some point. The shooting should improve from him, and you know it's been a kind of a talking point, him tinkering with the quickness of his release, and there was there might have been times where you could kind of see it a little bit, but there were open looks he just didn't didn't hit. He was a, he was one of the culprits in the first half where Hagens was getting dudes just great wide open looks and some were not three pointers but uh you know mid-range things and and drives where he was tentative i i I felt like i don't know if intimidated but he just didn't look like he was confidently going up for those shots um second half much better i mean he had a play on the transition where he there was contact you could easily call Mm -hmm. it an and one yeah and it was kind of an acrobatic finish he took really aggressively to the to the rack and and uh you know banked it in off the glass that was more what he needs to do. Yeah, and I mean that's a couple games in a row where we both after said after the game that Tyler Hero did a good job of attacking the rim when his shot wasn't falling yeah. consistently. So that's a positive step for him um, overall. Um, like we'll wrap uh, with the guard talk with Jamal Baker. Uh, we said it's interesting that he got so many minutes. A big factor in that probably was Keldon Johnson having foul trouble. We talked about his 23 minutes. That's because he eventually did foul out and was battling foul trouble the whole second half. Um, but Baker ending with 15 minutes, the same amount as, as quickly, really surprised the heck out of me. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't see ba- – and it was early minutes. I mean, he played early in the game. He played first and um, second half. I mean, Jamal did. Let's see, he – oh, they don't have minutes in there. I don't have his breakdown, but either I mean, it, it was throughout the game. Yeah. Is the point yeah, I was, it I mean, wasn't. He, it wasn't any kind of when the lead got big. I mean, he was playing, and yeah. he, and he was at the he was in the game at the end when they were trying to ice it, and he actually had a horrible turnover. Yeah, cross court pass. Uh, I don't. I thought that was a little questionable, just because is he really ready in that moment to like know exactly how you want to do in game scenarios? And but although I guess they've probably worked on those the most yeah. while he's actually been practicing and. But. Free throws is the obvious yes, other right. thing why you would want him on the court in late game situations. Which, by the way, we haven't even mentioned much. Manuel quickly was very bad in this game. Yeah, I but he hit two very big free throws when Carolina had a chance. They had to, gone well. well uh, Kentucky went over two, two different guys missed the front of one and ones, and in between, it I think Hagen's hit one out of two. I think so it they, was. Uh, I think it was Travis and Hero, right? Yeah, and in between, Hagen's was I think one for two. Mm-hmm. So they had left basically five points on the board. And giving up some shots on the other end, and it's like, uh oh, <laughs> you know, like this yeah. could unravel in one minute. They were up ten points with a minute to go in the game, and all of a sudden it was six, and Carolina had the ball. Um, but quickly came in. Point being, he did come in and make those two really yep. big free throws, and I think that it says something about a guy to stand there in that pressure because other guys had not done it and make them. But that'll be something we'll talk about in another podcast. One, Ashton Higgins is far established himself as the point guard yes and two what does that mean for Emmanuel quickly what's why is he struggling so much because he is really struggling he's 0 for 2 from Mm -hmm. 3 again today um I'm I'm a little surprised I think by how much Emmanuel quickly has struggled but lucky for them they had like seven other guys play well 
All right, uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On UK. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Uh, follow Kyle and read his story on the Athletic. You can find him on Twitter at uh, at Kyle Tucker underscore ath. And by the way, we'll be previewing the Louisville game a lot over yes, the next a a few days, and there was some talk about that today already. But uh, we'll get to that on another episode. Yeah, on the next uh, edition of the show, we'll, we'll probably split it up with throwing some football recruiting, wrapping up as we said we would, and we're also going to talk about what the coaches had to say after this game. Until then, follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Be sure to be subscribed to the podcast so it goes straight to your phone when it gets posted. And be sure also to share it with somebody else who would enjoy it. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, you ready?